From Bloomington, Indiana, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare on WFHB Community Radio, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana. I'm Karen Greenstone, along with Dr. Rob Stone. Hello. Our guest, Matt Pierce, serves in the Indiana legislature as House Representative for District 61, Bloomington. He was first elected as a House member in 2002. He received his law degree from Indiana University in 1987. Representative Pierce joined Indiana University as a lecturer in 2003 with interests in telecommunications law and policy, telecommunications industry, and management. He serves as the assistant Democratic floor leader and is the ranking minority member of the Indiana House Utilities, Energy, and Telecommunications Committee. He also serves on the Courts and Criminal Code, Rules and Legislative Procedures Committees, and the Statutory Committee on Ethics. Representative Pierce holds an extra-class amateur radio license and is an advisor for the IU Amateur Radio Club. Representative Matt Pierce, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare. Thank you for inviting me on the program. Last month on Prescription for Healthcare, we talked with Wendell Potter about the new documentary film, American Hospitals, Healing a Broken System. According to Hoosiers for Affordable Healthcare, a business-oriented advocacy group, Hospital prices in the state of Indiana are the seventh highest in the nation. Hoosiers pay twice as much as Michigan residents for their hospital care. Representative Pierce, will you please bring us up to date about what's going on in the Indiana legislature regarding health care this session? The fact that you have an organized group of business people who are really frustrated by the fact that the hospitals in Indiana, mostly whom are nonprofits, we have the seventh highest hospital charges, and that's really caught the attention of the business people. And so they've been really using their connections and influence with the General Assembly to say, hey, you need to address this issue. This has gotten on the radar screen of the Republican leaders who have the supermajority control in Indianapolis. And you might recall that I think it was maybe last summer sometime, they sent a letter to the hospitals basically saying, hey, you're charging too much. If you don't present us with your own plan to get these costs under control, then we'll have to do something we don't like to do, which is maybe actually some regulation. And so the hospitals wrote back, IU Health committed, I think, to do a glide path where in five years they would get into the national average. And a lot of the other hospitals just talked in circles in their letters about what they were doing to contain costs. And what we've ended up with, I think, with this business group setting the agenda. So, Matt, you have introduced HB. 1472. So would you please talk about a solution to this problem that is actually working in Maryland? This issue is really important to my constituents. I've been hearing from people, both people who have worked within these health organizations, people who still do, patients who are frustrated because they can't find providers and just things you read about in the paper. And so you just look at this and you say, okay, this really cries out for a comprehensive solution. And the Republicans, are, again, are trying to do more kind of micro things, a series of micro kind of provisions, hoping they can fix the problem. And so the thing was, I didn't really know exactly what that was. Now, of course, you could talk about things like single payer, 
and things that we know we've heard about for a long time that I think would be an improvement over the current system. But that's something that maybe is logically going to have to get tackled by the federal government. It's a little bit difficult for states to go their own way on that kind of thing. Plus, there's zero interest from the current people in charge to go that route. So I was thinking, like, what would be the comprehensive solution that's not something along the lines of single payer that would get at this issue? And it's interesting because the other thing I was picking up at the time, too, was that the Republicans also knew they needed to do something, but they didn't know exactly what. So they glommed on to this little shopping list of things that the business people put together. So I thought maybe I could find something that might actually be sellable to them. And so that's when I saw this rough cut of this movie that people were working on. And in there's a segment where they talk about Maryland. And they're talking about how they have this global budgeting system where every hospital just gets a global budget. And that means the incentive is no longer how many procedures can I do to get my profits up. Now it's more how efficient can I be? How can I provide care that makes sure that people don't come back again? Because every less thing I have to do, I have headroom in my budget where I can save. I can basically expand my profit by doing a better job. And I was really intrigued by that. And then the thing that was interesting about it is Maryland is the only state in the country that does this. And now they have a thing called total cost of care management system. And I have to admit right up front, I'm not a healthcare expert. I do not serve on healthcare committee. This is just me trying to inject myself into the conversation because I'm hearing from my constituents about this. So I'm scratching my head like, it looks like they're getting pretty good results out there. And yet it hasn't gone anywhere else. What's up with this? And I began to read up on it. And it's interesting how the system there apparently evolved over a 30 year or more period. I think it started back in the 1970s. And what I was trying to figure out here for Indiana is, okay, how do you take a 30 or 40 year evolution of healthcare policy in a state like Maryland? And how do you get Indiana to compress maybe a five year transition? to get to that and something with some complexity because Maryland has this healthcare containment commission or whatever that's job is to look at each hospital and decide what their global budget should be. And then the other thing they do, which was the first thing they did is when each hospital, the procedure is the same price for everyone, whether you're a private pay insurance person, whether you're on Medicare, Medicaid, that's going to cost the same thing across the board. So this is one of the things that I think people always get a little bit confused about is here in Medicaid, or they've got their prices, and then you've got the private insurers who are negotiating with each provider as to what they're going to pay. And so it's all over the map. So in Maryland, it's okay, it's one price for each procedure in the hospital. And then we're going to look at that and what the kind of the population and some metrics of what the hospitals do, and we're going to give them a budget. And so from the hospital's perspective, they like that because the hospital administrator does not have to then ask himself, how am I going to get to the end of the year and have all of my expenses covered? Or if I want to get more money in the bank, I got to do more procedures. I got to just do more stuff on people. And the global budget takes that pressure off. And now in that system, it's more, okay, I get to keep any money I don't spend underneath my budget. So if I can figure out a way to keep the diabetic patient on their medicine, on their insulin, so they're not coming back for emergency care. Or if I get the procedure done correctly the first time, so they're not complications, or I don't have people get infected in the hospital, if I up my quality of care. And so this is the thing that really caught my imagination because yes, I'm upset about 
the high cost we're paying here in Indiana in the state of the system. But what upsets me more is the quality of care is actually declining. It's not getting better. And so it'd be one thing if we were paying gold-plated prices and getting gold-plated care. You might make an argument, that, hey, I'd rather have gold-plated best care ever at a higher price than maybe discounted care that's not as good. But the irony is it's like going the other direction. And so what I'm really most interested in is not the cost containment side, which is animating the business interest. I'm interested in how do you redirect this system to get people focused on quality of care? The system needs to be affordable. There's no doubt about that. We have to have a, a system in which every person can have the right of health care and get good quality care. But I think that it's even declining for people who have really great insurance. Representative Matt Pierce, what is your prescription for health care? I think that Indiana should seriously consider what it would take to adopt the Maryland system in Indiana. My bill that I introduced essentially said we will adopt the Maryland system and it creates a transition system to do that. The truth is it's a pretty darn complicated process and you have to figure out, I think it's a practical matter, how to do it in collaboration with the hospitals. And that's what happened in Maryland. You know, that essentially the hospitals were getting stuck in situations where the status quo was worse off for them than doing something new, even if it were different. And so we have to figure out how to get the hospitals and the providers to buy into this and want to cooperate to get there as opposed to somehow trying to force it upon them. But the truth of the matter is if you have these hospitals who have influence really fighting back, you're just going to get stuck in gridlock. And so what I'm trying to see if I can make happen this session, not even being on the health committee is if I can get somebody to say, let's take a hard look at this, right? Let's really study Maryland. Maybe we should go to Maryland. Maybe we should talk to people who are actually in the Maryland system. Let's get their hospital administrators out here or zoom them in and just ask them, how does this thing work? And let's get into the pros and cons of the whole thing and figure out if it's really a net positive, which I've concluded just from a little I've read about the system that it would be a net positive for Indiana. There are people who know a lot more about healthcare than I do, and it would be interesting to get them involved in the conversation. Representative Matt Pierce, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your years of dedication to, to all of us. Thank you. You're welcome. This concludes part one of our interview with Representative Matt Pierce. Part two will air on Thursday, March 9th. He will talk about several health care bills that have been introduced into the Indiana House of Representatives. This is Karen Greenstone and Dr. Rob Stone for Prescription for Healthcare, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana on WFHB Community Radio. To your good health, everyone. Stay safe and thank you for listening. We may never see this moment, a place in time again, if not now, if not now. Tell me when